0: Hey everyone, if you are interested in learning more about becoming a diesel or automotive technician, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey, everyone, and thank you for listening to another episode of Your Advisors Will See You Now. If you're here for the first time, we are having our career chat series, and what this is is we interview people in different careers so you can understand how to what that job entails, how to get into that job, um, and all the nitty gritty that goes behind it. So today, we are interviewing our dear friend, Pat Medeiros, oh Patrick, Pat Medeiros, <laughs> <laughs> and um, is it, wait, Medeiros or Madeiros? Am I saying that wrong? Medeiros or Medeiros. Madeiros. Madeiros, Okay. I was like, I feel like that's actually a very popular name. But side side note, Patrick Madeiros, and he has been working in automotive and diesel. And um, Pat's one of our good friends too. And I like Pat's story too, that he can bring to the table about how he got into this industry and just his educational background. So we thought he'd be great just to have on the podcast today. So Pat, thank you for coming. And can you please just tell us um, what do you do and what is your title?
1: Well, I was going to say first, just thanks for having me on. This is actually pretty cool. And I, um, my, I'm i a diesel mechanic, but I'm on the leasing side of it. So I'm similar to like an industry like Ryder or Penske. That's okay. this kind of the ballpark that I'm in right now.
0: So tell us, so I'm going to dive into that question a little bit later, because I know that there's different brands, so like different specialties and things. Mm-hmm. But first, let's begin with your educational background. Can you tell us how, what you did to get to where you are now? Um, yeah,
1: it's it's not too crazy, but I mean, I, obviously it was Brockton High, class of 06. I went to college. It's kind of a weird way that I got to this, this point in my life. So I actually have a bachelor's at Bridgewater State for um, business management. And then I went back to school to get an associate's in diesel mechanics at um, Massasoit. It was kind of like a step process, so the other thing that I got that's like a a requirement but something that helps a lot is i got a class a driver's license yeah i can drive trucks so that's my educational background in kind of a nutshell
0: okay so a class a driver's license can you just explain a little bit more about that i don't even know what that is yeah
1: class a it's um cdls they have two classes is an a and a b b is more of like the smaller trucks where a is um tractor trailers trailers and then you can get endorsements so you can drive like, my class A is for trucks and trailers, but I also have an endorsement to do doubles and triples, which means you can have two small trails on the back or three, tra- three small trailers. So with that license, you can have, like, many things that you can also add on to it.
0: it
1: yeah,
2: that. never knew. I think, oh, I think our little driver's license have like class C. Is that a thing? Class C or something like that? It's like for regular people. I don't know. I think, yeah. I think it's I a seen D. <laughs> okay. Be it could be an F. I don't know, but I was <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> our little driver's license, I can just drive a regular car. That's cool, yeah. though. Thank you for breaking that down. So, I'm, I'm someone's going to be listening and, and, you know, asking, so I'm going to ask it. But you said you have a bachelor's degree already, and then you went to get your associate's degree. Can you just talk a little bit about what made you... Kind of go back to get your associates after getting your bachelor's, and that's in, in those different fields too.
1: Yeah, sure. So I originally went for business because I was working at Walgreens for a while, and I and at the time, well, I wor- I worked there for 13 years. So at the time, there was a there was a big management program where you could go up and kind of work through the ranks, mm-hmm. but I went to school for that, figuring that I would just go right into that after college and kind of that would be my career. But then, as everyone knows, companies change throughout the years. A lot of stuff, um, pay, you know, healthcare—that all kind of changes as the years go on. So it was actually my um, fiance Kayla's idea that when I was doing that to change, because cars has always been like something I've always done with my father and everything. So she was like, "Well, why don't you go for you know this industry?" And I never even thought of it because I didn't really have a lot of people that had trait like went to trade schools. So I didn't really know that was an outlet. So then, when I did that, that's why I went back for my associates, and then went for diesel on uh, mechanics.
0: Perfect. Yeah, and that's uh, largely too why we wanted you to come on this podcast because you know it, it is very common. Like when you go to school, they're like, "Oh yeah, you have to apply to go to college." Nobody yeah. really discusses trades as an option unless they are part of a high school that has maybe trades um, like trade mm-hmm. school uh, skills in it. And I didn't even know that those high schools even were a thing till I think I was in my 20s. Like, I wish that if I could have went back in time, I would at least came out with a skill. So I know I have something under my belt. And then if I wanted to, I could pivot somewhere else. But at least I would have came away with a hard skill, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, even Massasoit, I didn't know they offered um, diesel mechanics. It was only in, it wasn't even in the Brockton one. It was in the, um, I think it was Canton. If I remember right, they're the only ones that offered it for Massasoit at the time. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's, yeah, and that's a good point, too. I I didn't know until working with Kiki, because Kiki specializes in, um, she works in community college, that I didn't even know that there were community colleges that offered trade programs either. So like culinary, too. I didn't even know that. I thought that you had to go to a specialty school, like when I used to work at Universal Tech. But no, mm-hmm. there's other opportunities to go to community mm-hmm. colleges that may offer those programs, too. So um, just with this information alone, I think it's very helpful and beneficial for s- students that they like hard skills and like working with their hands, you know, yeah. and they maybe might not see like, eh, do I want to do a four year program? But I know what I can exceed, and it's a trade. And that's an option, too. So mm-hmm. So can you talk to us a little bit about the field you're in? So you do, well, I guess we can back it on up like a U-Haul truck, but can you please just, <laughs> can <laughs> you, <laughs> could you maybe describe a little bit of a difference between automotive, studying like to be an automotive technician and studying to be a diesel technician?
1: Well, that is a good question. Um, it's not too far off, Um a lot of the truck side of it is kind of, how we word this? It's almost like it's older technology, because a lot of the trucks, at least that I work in, with, in my field, there's a lot of like drum brakes, whereas the new thing for trucks is discs, disc brakes. Our cars have had it for a lot longer than trucks. Um, and Everything else is pretty similar. Um, emissions is a big thing with the industry I'm in. Trucks came into the emission side of it very late in the game, so that right now, if you talk to anybody who's a truck mechanic or technician, the biggest thing is check engine lights with the after treatment system, which is all emissions, just because I feel like they haven't figured out how to kind of one hundred percent get it where it should be, whereas in cars, it's not as
0: bad and then when I think of and like can I think of like a the a little obvious one for myself is like, cause the automotives are usually automotive technicians deal with smaller cars yeah. and then the diesel, um, it's just big cars, big tire. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I think one other thing, this is just my, my prior knowledge from being an advisor at e- universal <laughs> technical. <Institute. laughs> um, it was, was kind of cool. I think you had to learn about maybe what was a reefer and the big frozen oh, trucks yeah. that have the refrigeration in it, which is kind of cool. Um, Cool side story. We were like running late on an event and we wanted to do ice, like uh, ice, ice, ice in the reefer. And, but no one froze them ahead of time. We're like, oh my gosh, what should we do? And then a professor comes in, he lays them out. He's like, just start hitting them. And then it was like freezer shocking them. So you hit them and then they were just, cr- yeah, would freeze. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was like, huh, maybe I should be a diesel. And like, Kemi, calm down. <laughs> like, you excited over popsicle? <laughs> like, get out of here. Um, but the <laughs> I get easily excited. But then uh, the other cool thing was in one of the diesel labs was what I, what I never really thought of was it's big trucks, and then you can also do tractors as well, right? Yep. Like uh, John Deere and stuff for diesel. Well, that, I never
1: thought of that. Right? You, you can't. Um, I don't know about John Deere as much. I feel like okay. a lot of them are still gas. Like the, I'm thinking smaller ones, but the bigger ones are diesels. But that's kind of its own niche. Like okay. that's what's kind of different about this field. Like it's diesel, but like yeah, we know we work on a lot of like we have a lot of trailers with reefer units. Different. There's like a smaller division of like reefer mechanics. That's kind of like its own division. Like a lot of the mechanics are the same. But some of like the AC components is different, so it's usually like a smaller niche. Of a mechanic that usually work more on that,
2: mm. but when I can't figure something out, that's who we go to. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Okay, this is like totally new to me. So, can y'all tell me what reefer is, and whoever's listening, because I want I want to, I want oh, okay, to make sure yeah. they know like the difference between yeah. automotive side reefer. Oh yeah, you know. if you if I if I get caught <laughs> just talking and you have no clue, just yell at me
1: because I'm just Everybody good. knows. Um, reefers are just pretty much at the diesel engine on a tra- usually on trailers but they have them on small trucks too just think of it just a refrigeration unit it, it's a diesel motor that runs it but it, it cool it cools um has like an ac unit that cools either the trailer or a box truck for a lot of like um like i'm trying to think like market basket Shaw's, a lot of those companies have frozen goods it just keeps mm-hmm. everything okay. frozen in the trailer and a lot of them are like standby units so like you can disconnect the trailer from the truck and it can run on its own and keep whatever's in it frozen still. So it's like its okay.
2: own kind of unit. Okay, cool. Like a portable freezer is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That was for yeah. me and anyone else listening. Cause if you heard the word reefer, I, I mean, I knew I was like, I, it can be that, but, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, sorry. Not, yeah. I, I, like, I, 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 I knew that. it wasn't, but Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah, anybody, everyone's jumping all like everyone's, I, jump <laughs> all like. everyone's jumping like I wanna be a reefer mechanic. Just like, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's like refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> that's, another, that's another industry. But um <laughs> yeah, yeah. My next question then Pat. So can you talk about like your day to day, like what you're and I'm sure it's different all the time, but just for someone maybe interested in this profession, just like what you're you know, beginning of your day, end of your day throughout it looks like yeah um my company's um
1: a little smaller than penskin Rider, or at least on the east coast well not the east coast in mass they're bigger in jersey so a lot of the day-to-day has some more stuff you can add into it but most of it, it's like uh, maintenance on the trucks we have schedules where we have to get all the accounts in just go through the truck make sure like all the safety stuff's good you know oil changes grease uh grease in them We pretty much do a lot in our shop since we're smaller. So there's there's also like diagnosing, check engine lights, brakes, tires, trailer work, reefer work, like we said earlier. But then also we have, since we're a leasing company and we're smaller, at least for our shop, I do like some of the contracts for like if someone needs a truck, set up contracts with people to go, take phone calls. Um, We also do a lot of um, road calls. So if a truck breaks down on the side of the, the highway or some street, we have to go out, get it running so they can just go out and do the job. So really on a day to day, it could be anything. I could be in the shop all day, just you know changing oil. I could be on the computer all day, which I think I need glasses now because I have to read everything. <laughs> or I could be out on the road. I've been on the road sometimes for a whole shift, just get another phone call, go to another road call, fix this one, and then come back to the shop. So it's kind of cool because a day to day could literally be anything and the days usually just fly by.
2: Okay. Sounds like it's like, you know, always something changing or something different. So it keeps it, I don't know if the word is exciting, but keeps it, uh, there's like variety to your days. It sounds like. There is. is, I
1: mean, it's like any job where you can't have weeks where it's just the same thing over Mm -hmm. and over again. But most of the time, it's not like that. It can literally be anything.
0: So I guess even just building off of that, uh, what do you think are some of the highlights of the job and the most challenging parts of the job?
1: So, um, for highlights, I like figuring things out. Every day, there's usually a different challenge or something that I have to figure out. A lot of more electrical problems, which that seems to be my new fun thing. Everyone else hates it. I love it. I don't know why. It's just um, something I like to do. Um, what I did touch on before was how fast a day can go by. Because it's, it's such a high-paced industry because there's not a lot of mechanics. So, the days just... They almost blur together because it's usually one truck comes in, another one comes in, in and out, in and out all day long. You're running outside, so the day, the weeks—I mean, you blink and a year goes by. I feel like um, some of—I think—the biggest challenges is it's obviously manual labor, so it does get tiring at times. And multitasking is, as well as I am at multitasking. When you have multiple trucks broken down and road calls and you kind of have to jumble prioritizing and you're dealing with the human aspect where people's trucks are down, they want to get back to work and you're kind of like, well, I just need time to fix it. It's That kind of dynamic can be frustrating if you don't have enough help. But for me overall, I think it's a pretty good field. I mean, I can't complain too much, even though I do. But. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and even just to build off your comment earlier, like you were saying, there wasn't like enough mechanics. I remember when I used to work at Universal and they were always saying like, there is such a need for for mechanics in the field. And it's so true because everybody needs transportation and a vehicle is the most common way for transportation. Businesses need diesel trucks to ship items and supplies all the time. And it's, if you go out, if you're driving in traffic, you see in the cars yourself, there's always a need for mechanics in any kind of capacity. So there always is like such a, like demand for it um, and a need for it. Kind of like I'm trying to think of like an equitable career where there's always a job, like working in healthcare, like there's yep. always a need for it mm-hmm. too. Definitely. Um, and with the, automotive like the mechanic fields um, like working in diesel and automotive can you kind of speak to some of the reality of some of your work because I remember working like at the previous college and I had some students that came in and they thought it was like you know legit old school like you're you take a hammer and a wrench and you're beating on the engine and it, <laughs> they, they didn't necessarily think that there was you know like a lot of technology that went into it like some of the newer cars today have technology in it I remember walking to a classroom and there was physics and I was like oh yeah they would have physics and I walked out because I don't get that oh, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so, so can you speak a little bit to like what are some to clear a little bit of assumptions that people think that mechanics is easy. I think some people naturally think that mechanics is easy, and I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I was really? just
1: talking to someone about this the other day of how um, how difficult it is. We actually, to, to bring in work to it, we have um, certain trucks in our fleet right now that the dealers can't even fix right now because of the after-treatment and technology in it, and it's really frustrating because I'll be diagnosing a truck for I had one for 16 hours to find one wire that was shorted that you would never find in your life, and it still didn't fix the problem. Mm -hmm. So it's not, I mean, it depends on the field. If you're going to, like, off-road equipment, a lot of that stuff is older. It doesn't have a lot of the emissions and technology because they don't need it because they're not working on public roads. What's off-road equipment, real quick? Like um, bulldozers, all those real big heavy machinery. That's stuff you don't see. They can't, they don't really drive on um, road, roadways because they, that's why you see them on trailers and stuff. They get dropped at a work site. So a lot of those don't have to meet emissions because they're not on the public roads. But as far as being easy, it's no. The technology is so hard now. On this On any truck I can think of, there's... I'm trying to count now probably six or seven modules with hundreds of wires that go into each of it and just the technology on it everything has to work in sync or it doesn't run right it's it's a, it's can be very frustrating at times to figure some stuff out
2: mmm
1: and, mo- and you- m- modules y'all I was just gonna say modules before I jump ahead of myself is it's just a big computer that like one module will do the after-treatment system that's all it does and monitors that end of the truck. And then there's modules for like the engine. So they all have to connect to each other and pretty much say everything's okay here kind of thing. So there's a, there's a lot of like technology that goes back and forth constantly.
0: Do you think that in, um, in the diesel industry, and a little bit in the automotive industry, when you have like newer cars that have... Different, um, like updated systems. Do you think that there's a lot of having to catch up with new, um, like technology? Like I was telling Kiki before mm-hmm. there was like a Mercedes course and then they had to like literally kick that course out. Cause there was like a newer model. I don't know, brand model. I don't know the term, but it was like the old, the old, like, um, courses were obsolete at that point because there was a whole new curriculum now for new cars. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you, you have to stay active, um, to be up to date for new technology in the diesel field?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially because every year they're changing something or tweaking something, and they constantly send us training to to catch up on the newest uh, EPA and emissions codes. Pretty much everything you can think of can change within a year. Um, And with all the electrical stuff coming in, they actually just sent me to New Jersey to learn on the electric vans and that stuff is so far past what I know that it's it's a huge learning curve. So that's going to
2: be a lot. There's a lot of training, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, can, I mean, I could already assume this is not an easy field. No one should assume. And you shouldn't assume anything is easy until you get into it. And you're like, because there's always some moving parts to so many careers. And I can imagine automotive, like, because it changes all the time. Yeah, I can, I can imagine there's a learning curve, especially, like, with the electric cars coming in, but I was gonna ask too, I'm gonna try to get this question formulated so it comes out properly. But I'm just thinking for your situation, like you have a bachelor's degree and then you went to get an associates. Mm-hmm. So if there's someone out here that's like listening to the podcast, maybe they're in that situation, like they already have a four year degree, spent all that money for that degree. Um, but I'm really, sorry, I'm trying to get this question formulated because do you do you see yourself like using your bachelor's degree, like what you did with the business side of it? Do you see yourself like going into that at some point do you see, or do you see yourself in like the diesel field for a long time and like, how, how can you like use those two degrees together? Does that make sense? I hope. Yeah. It makes
1: no, sense yeah. Good. Um, that, that was actually something I had written down. Um, I don't regret getting the bachelor's degree at all for business because even with the, you could use it in the diesel field because, um, my, well, let me talk about my plan. I want to be pretty much the top tech in my branch. And then once I know enough, I wanted to become a manager within the company and run my own shop. So that's where you can, you can be a step ahead of someone because you have the degree for business. I never really thought of that, honestly, mm-hmm. until I was there. And everybody knows most companies, for the most part, management is another skill that not a lot of people have. And it's hard to find good managers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can definitely use it in that industry. There's always there's always opportunity in any of those kind of um, kind of businesses with the uh, yeah. management degree, any degree really can it can only help you.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And I, I asked that too. That was a great answer. I asked that because I feel like you're our first person on here, right, Kimmy? That's like been in like a trade field. I feel mm-hmm. like. um... So I asked that because I don't I don't know with trades, like once you get into that, because I'm thinking like I work with a lot of people that are going into nursing or that are going into, like you mentioned, like culinary, there's we have like a lot of programs, but that's like a very specialized thing. When you get an associate's degree in like a trade, it's like very specialized. So I was just curious, like is, like and I know it is, but like for someone listening to be like, is it helpful to have this second degree, whether it's another associate's in like business or another associate's or another bachelor's degree, excuse me. but i could see someone with an associate's degree in a specialized field feeling like after 10 years they're like well what else can i do yeah. you know so to have another degree is not always a bad thing i always tell students too i'm like you don't, you, you never know if like your employer will pay for your bachelor's degree or you like in some program that will help you advance so i think i was just trying to get at you're not you're not just like stuck in a field just because you have an associate's degree like it can help you advance they go a long way, but you never know how you can move up in the company or like, you know, out of the company as well with other degrees or like other opportunities to your company, too. So thank you. I was I'm rambling, but that's what I was trying to get at as well.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, because y- you can always take the degree somewhere else at any point in time. If you feel like you're stuck in a situation where like if you are in a career like that, where you feel like now nah, I'm stuck here, if you have another degree, you can literally just say, hey, I want this job. If not, I can go somewhere else and get it.
0: And even open up your own, too, because yeah. since you have, like, business, then you could do your own shop, too, if yep. you wanted mm-hmm. to. Yep. Can you speak a little bit about the A-S-E-S, A-S-E's? Am I saying that right? It's been a while. A S E S. es Yeah. yeah. Um, and explain what that is first, and then, mm-hmm. like, well, um, oh, what that is. <laughs>
1: well, I can explain what I know of it. I can tell you right now, I don't have any of them. Okay, and so most, do you not
0: need that for diesel?
1: like uh... It always helps. It's one of those things that if it's on your resume, it can help you get a better starting pay. It, it doesn't hurt. Um, but for Diesel, I mean, I was hired with none of them. Oh, wow. Yeah, which that's what was, was the struggle for me going into Diesel because usually you need some ASCs or a, some experience to get into a higher pay bracket kind of deal, if that makes sense i worked at retail for so long for me to go into the field was tough because i made x amount of money and i needed to make more to leave but ascs are for diesel really not needed to be honest most companies can send you out for training once they hire you what they pretty much are is like they're their tests based on like different skills within the company so like like there's electrical classes ac classes um trying to remember all of them now at this point We're pretty much
0: the brakes are my lion yeah brakes.
1: Brakes is one i have because the company paid for it because mm-hmm. for safety you have to have it per the company so um so brakes was one I'm trying to think there's a couple others. those but if you have all of them you're considered a master technician and that's when you can pretty much go to any shop and the, you definitely get a pay bump if you have that because they're considering you're the best mechanic the shop will have at that point
0: got gotcha. you yep. and is it like a test afterwards as well it kind of tests like the theory well, that you have
1: what i remember um because i was going to get the ac one years ago but then i just never did i'm pretty sure you you take the test at the registry okay and once you pass them you get like um i think you get an endorsement or you get a certification that you passed yep don't quote me on it because i haven't done the process I don't know for sure, but I know there are they—they they are tests where you can get certificates that you can prove I am electrical certified, I am brake certified. Um, that's all I really know on that, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think you have—I think you hit it on the on the head with that one too. Because I remember uh, there were students that would take. Um, Cause they would take like one course that's in breaks And then some people were like, well, I want to get my ASCs right after it. And then I yeah. guess they would talk to like an education manager. And I think they did have to go to a registry too, as yeah. well, take the test. And then they got like that little paper. And then even for where we worked, I think we required as well for the professors to have the ASCs. Cause I think I was like working with paperwork and stuff. Yeah. So but it makes sense when they we were teaching. Yeah. Um, so I guess like, in depending on what you want to do in the field of mechanics, whether it be like teaching or, um, Doing what you do, I guess it depends whether you, you really need that or not, or if you need like updated ones and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think with certain ASEs, like electrical and stuff, I think with all the new cars rolling out, I think you have to get them like renewed. The stuff changes so much. So I think you have to keep on track of them too, I remember it. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nice. Okay, well, I'm going to copy Kimmy's question because she brought it up before we started recording, but um, it's, it's a good question, though. So if there's if there's someone listening out there that is interested in automotive or being a diesel technician and they just like want to test it out or like. just see if they're interested in it, like what are some basic things that you would recommend someone do? Like Basic skills like to learn or like how would you recommend someone kind of figure out if they really want to be in this field? Um,
1: I would think, just like normal uh, car maintenance is a good place to start. Like if you're doing oil changes, you know on cars, if you're doing spark plugs, um brakes, especially doing brakes, if you can do that kind of stuff, the the rest of it's all just learning. It's all just. I'm trying to think of the words now. It's, you got The best thing I like about the mechanic industry is literally, if there's a problem, it's just how you figure out how to fix something is the biggest key, and it's just always being open-minded to learn. So as long as you can have like very basic, like you can do brakes and oil changes, most companies, as long as you tell them, hey, I'm, I'm green, they need mechanics. They'll just take you, and if you're pretty honest, they, they'll help you get better. I told them I mean when I got hired I told them I'm green I mean I've been working on cars forever but I don't have any proof that I'm a decent mechanic and they hired Mm -hmm. me so here I am five years later and I'm almost a top guy so I can't complain too much
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no newspaper articles of the trucks they're going (laughs) they're going
2: yeah
0: (laughs) I'm like I will say I think that was a cool mention that you said um Work on like basic maintenance on your car. Yeah, if I have a kid, I'll be like, yeah, do the oil change. i be like, can I touch the brakes? But well, you ain't touching them brakes. But I'll have them work. <laughs> <on> the <oil. laughs> and,
1: it's, and just working like uh, make sure they know about safety. Like I've seen too many mm-hmm. people jack up cars without stands on them. I don't care what you say. Just use them. It's not mm-hmm. even worth it.
0: And then, um, how many? Well, you guys both can answer this question. How long does it take to get your um, associates in diesel technician or automotive?
1: So for me, it took two years. I'm, if I correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's a four year. No,
2: social yeah. two years anyway, isn't it? Can, it? Be, two year. Yeah, it can yeah. be two years. Yeah, it can be two years. if you're yeah, three, yeah. yeah I
1: thought, years. thought it's been a while. I think I went. I was going part time, and it took me two years because I had all my a lot okay. of the prerequisites. Yeah, mm-hmm. they transferred mm-hmm. over from when I had the bachelors already from Bridgewater, so I only had to do what I exactly needed for diesel right so it took it still took me two years but i was working full-time and taking classes here and there throughout the week and it took me about two years
0: yeah that's yeah that sounds about right yeah because then even with where i used to work it was there was no gen ed so it was just the strict courses Mm -hmm. i think if you literally completed and it was an accelerated program so if you did everything back to back no break in between i think you can get it in about a year i think if you just took the diesel program, it shaved a little off like less than a year because you're just doing all You that's that was a cool thing about it. If you have someone who's like, I don't feel like learning history. I don't feel like doing journals, yeah. I know I know what that I know that I know I've been working on cars since I was a baby and this is what I want to do. Then that was a cool, op- uh, a good option because it was like I get in, they get in and they just get right into it. So that was yeah. kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it was pretty quick. So that's pretty cool. And it's a good option for people that maybe don't want to be in higher ed for too long. So, um, I think that's basically everybody, but still yeah. <laughs> someone who wants to do a skill and wants to get in and out. I think that's a good option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And always check if there's a, um, a community college option too, because a lot of the, I know some of the schools, I think UTI, UTI was one of them. I saw the price of that. I almost didn't go back to school.
0: Yeah, that's pricey. <laughs> yeah.
1: that's, that's I, pricey. I finally figured out that Ma- the Massasoit had it, and it's like a third of the price.
0: Yeah, that's a plug. Community college plug, everybody. Make sure oh, you yeah. check your community college first. Yep.
2: And then look. Everybody bad. else
0: speaking? I know. I real, only have save you so much money.
2: Yeah. I, only if I knew what I knew now, I would have gone there first. Yeah, that's all of us. Don't worry. No, that's <laughs> all of us. That's, that's the We're point of the podcast. Club. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yep. Um, um, I think yeah. the only other question that I have is I know that there's different ooh, fix my term on this because I know I don't have the terminology right. Um, the different cars. I want to call them brands, but different there's makes and models. Yep. So uh different makes of cars have different things that people may have to specialize in. So I for off the top of my head, I know we had some students study. Uh, they did automotive and then they studied like Nissan and then they studied maybe Audi. Now, is that the same for the diesel field as well? Do you have to study uh, for specific makes like Penske, Peterbilt, or is it most of it kind of the same?
1: Um, cars are definitely more specialized. I know oh, like wow. Mercedes is a big one where they have a bunch of specialized like tools that you need for the work on those cars. Um, diesel's not as specific. They there's like they have a bunch of brands. Like a lot of ours are. Um, we have a lot of Freightliners, I'm trying to think of the other brand now, but there's like like Peterbilt Freightliner, uh, Kenworth, but the differences with those big trucks, like a lot of them, you can use a Cummins engine. So like a Freightliner can have a Cummins, there's been Peterbilt with Cummins in it. So you don't, yeah. you don't need as specialty because a lot of the truck like dealers use a lot of the same motors. Like a Freightliner can have a Cummins or a Detroit and that same motor you could see it in a different truck. I'm like Navistars and stuff. It's literally the same motor in a different brand. So it's not as like, you need to know specific things because motors can just be dropped around almost the same. Like the same motor can be in three different trucks.
0: Gotcha. So it's like going to the market and they all have different brands of Cocoa Puffs. Yep. It's all the same Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <all the> same
1: <laughs> and, and even like Car is a different engine from Cummins, but Car is literally, they just changed the fuel rail on it, For at least for our truck. So it's literally a Cummins, but it's labeled Paccar. So it's, it's identical. So you don't need to know anything different to work on it. And diesels in general today that I work on, they're all, they all work pretty much the same thing. There's nothing specialized you need to
2: really know. I don't have any more questions, but I know you. Well, I know you had a bunch of bullet points. I don't know if we hit them. I don't know. Um, you, I even, okay, and I'm. I, I'm not saying go through all of them, but I was just gonna say, like, if you have anything that you wanted to just say before we end the podcast, or like, any advice you would give someone like interested, whether they're in high school listening right now, or someone you know like yourself that kind of kind of changed fields, just like any advice you would have entering into this field.
1: Um. I would say just do it. The other thing is just don't let other people kind of dictate, like, shed a bad light on being a mechanic. Like, oh, that's a field that, like, you know, only people that don't have education can go do that. Don't do it. It, There's so much technology stuff you need to know. And especially in the diesel field, the pay is definitely, unless you're in a specific dealer, it's on average more than a car mechanic. So it's definitely a field that's in demand, will pay well. I mean, right now, like we've touched on before, you could walk into a dealership right now and they probably hire you because they're just so desperate for people.
2: And then
0: also, too, you can, honestly, you really can work anywhere because we always ask people in different careers on this podcast, like, oh, so can you work in, like, Michigan? And then you want to move and move to California? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. people have different certifications, but technically... There's cars and trucks everywhere around the world, so <clears throat> as long as you got the basics, I feel like you can probably go anywhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: mm-hmm. pretty much. I-, I mean, even with my my company, they just you t- you work it. You work with so many different vendors and other companies. And we work with them so long, and I talk day to day to them. They all need people. You, I could literally go to any one of them, and there's like seven or eight eight eight, eight or nine different companies that we do business with, and. could literally walk in the door to any of them tomorrow just because Mm -hmm. you build relations with everybody you work with and just everybody needs needs help
2: i do have one last question i just thought of it and this is out of curiosity are you seeing more women enter into this field i know this is like a very male dominated field of course but um i know like just advising a few students and they were women they're like yeah she was like yeah i do all this stuff, like, twerked at Valvoline, I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, just, I just don't experience that a lot. Even going to get my car serviced not too long ago, there were, like, women at the front desk, and I'm like, you don't even normally see that. So I'm just curious, are you seeing more women into the field, or not, not much, like, what you're seeing?
1: Um, yes, and yeah, I would say yeah. I mean, there was a couple for vendors that we've used that have had mechanics. I feel like on the diesel end of it, it's even less women in the field. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, we see a lot of truck drivers, and there's a lot more female truck drivers than I've ever seen before, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. So I would say there's, there's slowly getting
2: more and more females into the field, which is, is a good thing. All right, yeah, ladies, listen, look, we can do this too. And Kevin and I were just talking about this, you know, because I was like, I take my car to get serviced. I can put wiper fluid in it and put the air in my tire, but I know nothing about fixing a car. And that's like, I don't. I don't want to go into this field, but it's just like, those are skills that we should all know, especially women, cause yep. like God forbid anything happened, you know, but I was just saying like in general, like trades, you know, there's like construction, there's automotive, there's just little things. And even like for men, like cooking, culinary is huge. And of course we see like there's men in it, but there's just all types of hands-on skills that we should all have. Um, but we can all do any of this stuff. I was just curious, <laughs> but that's, you know, girl power, guy power too. So. Um, Trades hey, if, 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 are a great way to go.
1: <laughs> if there's a bunch of females, you know, that want to come work, I have, I have a job opening. They can come work with me. I need, I, I need help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need like, help please. please send
2: applications. Praids,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, you heard it. Pat said he needs help. If you don't mind, if you if you already live in Mass, that's great. But if you don't mind going somewhere cold, yeah, then then that go too. for it. But I'll oh, buy very, very cool. if they're
1: there for someone warm, I'll buy there you I walk <laughs> around and keep them warm.
2: <laughs> there you go. That's that's the selling point right there. But no, this has been great, Pat. Thank you so much for joining us. Kemi's been like excited about this. Um and this is cool because like I said I, I work with students who want to go into automotive. I know nothing about it. I've been to, like our shop like maybe one time and it's really cool to see it. But I think this is like such a popular field. Like we all said it's not going anywhere. So this was great for people to be able to hear and listen like you already mentioned like this is a um a field that it, like there's honor to it i feel like yeah people are like oh not don't be a mechanic but it's like we we all drive like we right. drive like it. whether you get on, but like if you get on a bus if you ride the bus you're drive. you know somebody's driving the bus if you drive your own car you need to get around so this is definitely like an honorable field and i i admire it because i'm like i couldn't do it um i'm very yeah i have yeah, I wouldn't do this because I don't know if I could. <laughs> like, like uh, you said, like the learning curve. I'm like, I don't know. I don't like to learn things a lot that I have no idea about. So, oh, this I don't. Is very either. cool. <laughs> electric, electrical
1: stuff. I don't want to learn it, but I know I have to, so I'm dreading it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> no, this is awesome. So thank you so much for joining us and sharing your experience and all your wisdom. This is very cool. So we appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me of course of course and thanks everyone for listening hopefully you enjoyed this i think you i think you did because this is like kind of we haven't like I said done any really, really trades yet so this is this is just the start of getting into more of like the associates degrees or more hands-on skills so we have more coming if you want to learn about others and it's something that we haven't talked about yet or interviewed someone yet and you if you know somebody you're like they'd be a great interviewee. There's a field you want to learn about Please let us know But if you have any recommendations Or you want to hear from somebody specific You can email us You can slide in our Yawson podcast DMs And just let us know Because we want to interact with everybody too Um, But yeah, thank you for joining us We hope you enjoyed the episode Hope you continue listening And sharing it with your friends Don't forget to follow us on Instagram We are Yawson Podcast Y-A-W-S-Y-N Podcast we're also on the TikTok. We have a website that's all in the show notes. So make sure to check that out. And we'll see you in the next one. See you. See ya. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below.
2: And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.